0: You're listening to a night at the roundtable okay. from BBS Radio Station two. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'll be your MC for this evening. I'm here with my amazing co-hosts, Energy Healer and Bioenergetics Expert Vinayak, Energy Healer Randy Miller, Psychic Medium and Soul Historian Omina McGee, and our faction three white knights, Rama Arjuna and Tara Green. So our guest, who will be on in just a few minutes, is author and exoconsciousness expert Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright, and she'll be interviewed by our friend and co-host Randy Miller, so we look forward to that. This is a completely interactive show. Please do call in if you have a comment or a question for any of the co-hosts or our guests. It's quite an amazing topic that we're discussing tonight. So the numbers to call for station two are 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. And again, that's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So just to start us off, we'll just have a quick meditation, and then we'll welcome in our guest.
1: <clears throat>
0: so if you just <clears throat> pardon, want to take a moment for yourself, breathing in deeply and slowly and through the mouth, sorry, <laughs> through the nose with mouth closed. And breathing out through the open mouth slowly, <sighs> sort of a ha sound. And just continue that a few more times. Deep, very slow breaths. And we're going to ask everyone's spirit guides. Or if you want to call upon a particular ascended master. The archangels, anyone whom you feel very comfortable with. to be very present with us. And just image them standing quite near you. And one of these beautiful guides just very lightly touches you in the center of the forehead, the third eye. And you may or may not get a sensation there. That's all right. There's no hard and fast rules. And say to this beautiful guide, this beautiful angel or ascended master, or it could be your higher self, one of your usual guides, just say to them, I would love to awaken. I would really love, I would, I greatly desire to finally be my authentic self, to see the truth everywhere I go, to know who I am and why I'm here. And just accept all of the love that this beautiful being or beings, plural, are offering you right now all of this calm beautiful peaceful guidance they're speaking in light language or a pure energy transmission that goes straight to your heart to move your consciousness into the high heart and to assist you in moving to that next step. Not just energetically, but in your everyday thoughts and feelings, realizations, actions, words. And this is a beautiful natural progression. You can't get there by working hard. It's a matter of relaxing and allowing after you have called it in. knowing and expecting that it's there. So if you want to just see a beautiful flow of light flowing all the way through you, perhaps now they're just lightly touching you around the collarbone area, the high heart, and the back, the upper back, and then the crown of the head as well. And if there's any part of your heart that is not yet open, To higher love, to higher light. Let it be known to these dear ones that that is what you desire most now. And any time you do this process, you're coming home, increasingly coming home to who you are. Wonderful. So thank these beautiful guides, these wonderful friends who've been with you. For who knows how long, millennia, say thank you, friends, and bow out of honor and respect for them as they bow to you. You are also a wonderful light being. Wonderful. So we'll welcome in our guest. Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright, PhD, is the founder of the Institute for Exoconsciousness. She is a leading researcher into the future significance of ET and multidimensional experiencers. She was a member of Apollo 14 astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell's Quantrek International Science Team, which integrated zero point energy, consciousness and the ET presence. Dr. Wright's experience with Quantrek guided her to establish iExo, the Institute for Exoconsciousness, with a commitment to mainstreaming inventions and innovations co-created by humans and ETs, <clears throat> multidimensionals. As a therapist, lifelong contactee and Exoconsciousness coach, she assists experiencers in integrating and applying their contact experience. Dr. Wright is the author of Exoconsciousness, Your Twenty First Century Mind, and How Exoconscious Humans Guide Our Spacefaring Future. She also contributed to Beyond UFOs: The Science of Consciousness and Contact with Non-Human Intelligence, Volume 1. So welcome, Dr. Wright. I'm going to hand that talking stick over to my friend Randy Miller. I may have a few questions as well. This is an astounding book you've written, Exoconscious Humans Will Free Will Survive in an Increasingly Non-Human World. It's, it, it draws you in immediately. It's pretty amazing. Thank you. So, thank
2: you for your, um, for, for your meditation. It
0: was magnificent. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So, uh, Randy, I'll pass that talking stick to you, if that's all right.
3: Thank you, Caroline. Greetings, my old friend, Rebecca. How you doing?
0: Hi, Randy.
2: Oh, this is wonderful.
3: <laughs> well, so good to hear I'm you. Gonna, <laughs> um, same here. I'm going to give a quick book review. Okay. If you ever go shopping at Macy's and the salesman's name is spooky, run, run really fast. <laughs> Anybody who reads the book will find out. The many things that we as exo-consciousness people have found out is, to me, our job here is observation of the human race. And before I let Rebecca speak, I will say this. If the human race would ever figure out how powerful they really are in their emotional field of energy and how by conquering those emotions that they can change even the genetic line of their families. So I'm going to pass the talking stick over to Rebecca now. And anyone has any questions, just... We can't put hands up here, so or we can just... Give me a thing in the chat and I'll ask Rebecca the question. i hand it over to you, Rebecca.
2: Hi, Randy. Um, Once again, it's wonderful to connect with you and thank you for that book review. (laughs) I would say that as exoconscious humans, our role here is observation and um, opening and managing and um, diving deeply into our emotional makeup and also, as exoconscious humans, we're here to co-create with ETs and multidimensionals. And in that, that working together and that co-creation, that's how we get to know who we are as humans. And we get to know the ETs at a, at a deeper, more intimate and personal level.
3: Yes. And the thing that people have to realize, just ask. That's all you have to do is ask. If you have the capability to put yourself into a calm, cool, and collective state and ask, they'll come. It's as simple as that. You and I, though, we've had these things our whole lives. I initially contacted Rebecca because I was trying to figure out where did my first six years of my life go? I couldn't remember anything. So thanks to her and many people on her team, uh, we got to the bottom of certain things, and it put me on a different path. And that path is still ongoing. And the more we do things, the more we reveal ourselves to ourselves and understand that we are immortal beings, our souls, many humans on earth are not from here. We're just visiting here. But it's a collective. And the more that we work together as a collective, the faster we're going to clean up the mess that we've made. And only we can do it. But we need the help of our friends from other dimensions and other worlds. Because right now, we're the biggest show in the universe. I pass the talking stick back to you, Rebecca.
2: Well, I definitely think that it is a, uh, it's a collective, it's a collective endeavor that the time has passed of kind of stratified um, one person taking charge. I think, I think that time is definitely over and the internet really in terms of, I know a lot of my book is about technology and transhumanism, but I think technology really made that possible for us to have collaborations in ways internationally like me meeting you, for example, um, that we could never have before. So uh, interesting in writing the book, I came to see that there, were, there was an interface between what was happening with disclosure and why it took place now especially in terms of transhumanism and technocracy and, and those whole technological systems that have just um, really built a web over our life. And in many ways, I don't know if we would have, have had public disclosure unless we had made this, those technological advances. I think they go hand in hand but there's a lot more to say about that than just they go hand in hand, but we can get into that later.
3: I think what you should explain to our listening guests is what transhumanism is. Some of them may not understand what that word means.
2: Okay. So transhumanism is the scientific. So it's a very scientific engineered uh, belief system. It's very, very, very material. So it's, it's it's a highly materialistic philosophy of life, and it's a belief that humans can scientifically explore and engineer enhancements that will make the human um, a better person, a better human. Whether it's um, uh, irises in our eyes, or um, or you know, an artificial limb for uh, sensors in our brain, that these, that these technological um, in, um, implements within us create us as a new species. So they make us a better human, a more advanced human. And tied in very, very closely with transhumanism is the idea of um, synthetic biology, biology. Um, I didn't really know what synthetic biology was. Just to give your um, your listeners a little bit of an idea, I started writing this book about four or five years ago, and I was living in Washington, D.C. I was working for Dr. Mitchell, and I began to see the reality of of transhumanism. I began to see these engineering programs and these genetic modification programs and, and these... Um, brain programs, brain initiative programs, and I, I at first they were very strange, and quite frankly, for a long time, they frightened me, because I'm one of those thinkers that see something and then sort of pull it out to its logical extreme, that if this is happening now, then in five or ten years, this is what we're going to be seeing, and so quite frankly, I was unable to write the book for a very, very long time because it frightened me. It traumatized me, and it frightened me. And I write, I write about that that journey in the book of being sort of taken aback by the reality that was all of a sudden emerging in front of me in Washington D.C. And then I moved to Phoenix, and I think part of the move was it gave me a chance to, to take my mind off the book. As I as I was packing boxes and then unpacking boxes, and we actually made two moves within Phoenix, and so by the time I got settled in our home, I was I was able then to have some objective distance from the topic and able to write the book more from a perspective of an exoconscious human, where I I saw that what's happening is there's two very dramatically different fields of consciousness emerging on planet Earth right now. So one field of consciousness is a transhuman field of consciousness, and that is made up of artificial reality. So um, it goes into patenting animals, um, patenting um, life forms and plants, uh, artificial weather, Uh, patenting different um, pharmaceuticals that go into humans and change our genetic code and therefore make us a different species, that this artificial field of reality is literally, um, I guess you would say, capturing humans at this point. And so the reason I wrote the book was because I was very concerned as an experiencer so as an experiencer, I valued my psychic intelligence. I valued my ability to go out into the natural human field of consciousness beyond our body. You know. um, Rupert Sheldrake calls it the morphogenic field. So this is a field that I, in my, with my mind as well as my emotions and my body and my spirit, move into this field and communicate and and co-create with ETs and multidimensionals, different spiritual beings, archangels, um, certain sacred people that live out in these, ancestors that live out in these realms. And I was very concerned that what happens when transhumanism modifies our brain to the point where maybe our access to that field, natural field of consciousness is no longer possible. And actually what I've come to see, quite frankly, is that part of the program that's happening right now on Earth is that this artificial artificial field of consciousness is being built by by, by technology and that it's a field that we are all going to live in. So it's not like um, we can say, oh, I'm going to be separate from that. I'm not going to live in that transhuman field. You are. It's all around you. You're part of it when you're on the Internet. You may be part of it due to the vaccines or the pharmaceuticals that you take. You may be part of it due to the clothing that you wear. But this whole nanoparticle engagement inside of the human body, as well as out into the um, the, the, you know, Wi-Fi, satellites, all of this. You know, I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Am I getting feedback on, from you?
0: No,
3: it's no, I'm it's muted. muted.
2: Okay, good. I can just, I can hear myself. So, So what I began to see was that we humans needed to know about this field. And the reality is that it's been kept secret from us. So I would say primarily since the 20s, especially since World War I, World War II, they, different groups have literally built this artificial field of consciousness that we're now living in, and we don't know anything about it, and we don't know the repercussions of it. And for me, the primary repercussion was, what's going to happen to my soul? What's going to happen to my spirit? What's going to happen to my psychic intelligence if I don't have access to that natural human field of consciousness and all I do is live in an artificial field? What's that going to mean to me? Especially, I know some of you are healers. So you're healing. I'm sure you use the natural human field of consciousness to heal. What if maybe not you, but maybe your your offsprings, your children, your grandchildren, maybe they won't have the same access to that field of consciousness that you do. And so for me, it became a mission to understand what that field was, not to judge it, not to say it's bad or good, but to just understand how it was composed and how it was created. And that's really what the book was about. And then Comparing that to how we as exoconscious humans who are evolving naturally can live in that natural field of consciousness and preserve that and advance our human consciousness as a result of that.
4: Rebecca, this is the NIAC.
2: Hi. Um,
4: hi, can you hear me? Yes. My voice is a little scratchy. I apologize that to our audience and to our guest, um, but I'm curious, how do, you, how do you rationalize and how do you deal with the idea of this transhumanism and how it's affecting what's called the God code or the God gene and how well, even the jab is supposedly changing that and, and making it not available to people So how is it possible that this transhumanism is not going to be doing the same thing and who's actually controlling it? Who's behind it? I mean, I can see that there are some really positive possibilities here on many levels, but I can also see the dark taking over something like this, which is very concerning and in no way am I ever going to give up my God gene for some transhumanistic experience. So what would, what would you have to say to that? Thank you for being on the show, show, dear.
2: Oh, thank you. I would say that the prize has always been human consciousness. That's been the biggest prize. Um, Empires have always sought to control human consciousness, whether It was the Hearts and Minds program in Vietnam or in Nazi Germany, changing everyone's worldview. Uh, Human consciousness has always been the prize. And it's the prize because it also includes our soul and it includes our spirit. So consciousness, soul, and spirit are all one interactive aspect of who we are as humans. And I do believe that um, that, 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 that the technocratic people, the, the transhumanists, believe that they can capture this part of, of who we are as humans. And I think that in some ways they've made great inroads, for example, with different uh, pharmacological um, things that they give us, pills and medicines as well as you know vaccines as well as our clothing our clothing has nanoparticles in it so it goes from our, our the lotions we put on our skin have nanoparticles in them so once those those penetrate our skin move beyond our blood brain barrier the question is how do we as healers how do we as Individuals who are aware of this happening, how do we cleanse this from our body? And that's one of the reasons why I founded the Institute for Exoconsciousness because I felt like humans were going to get themselves in a situation where, because of vaccines or because of drugs or, or because of the you know chemtrails and particles in the air. So, um, so nanoparticles are delivered. 3 ways. So they're delivered through the air with chemtrails. They're delivered through um, drugs. And they're also delivered through food, so genetically modified food. So they pretty much have all the bases covered in terms of putting these nanoparticles into the human body and then being able to control them. I don't know... If you've read recently about the study that was done in Spain, where they took apart the Pfizer vaccine and found that it was primarily this graphene oxide, which was really there to create a, an artificial platform, a computer platform within the human. So, I founded the Institute for Exoconsciousness because I felt like if anyone was going to be there to help humans. When they decide, I don't want to be on this artificial platform anymore. I I, I want to detox these um, nanoparticles out of my body. The people that are going to be doing that are the exoconscious people. They're going to be the healers and the inventors that free us really from what I would call the enslavement of these nanoparticles and this artificial uh, synthetic biology. So it would be people so, like you here on this on this broadcast that will be keeping us um, sane and healthy.
4: So, if I'm understanding you correctly, Rebecca, you're saying that this is already happening and is a done deal, so to speak, and it is up to us as conscious people to raise the consciousness to the point where we can access the technology and the, uh, the awareness and the information codes that are necessary to detox, to remove, to cancel, to neutralize, whatever we need to do so that we are not being controlled externally. Am I understanding you correctly?
2: That is correct. This program Beautiful. is so far advanced. I you know, it's funny, when I wrote the book, I, I as I said, it took me a long time no, to I, write it. I, I, and even then when I wrote it, it's like I could I I couldn't get it all together until I finally I got a publisher, I published the book and boom, in rolls COVID. It was just astounding how that happened. And now In comes UFO disclosure on its heels. And I knew then that those two events were closely tied together. And that, that, oh, I kind of want to back up for a minute. So let's, let's go into history. So if we go into something like, there's a very similar thing happening to to us today that happened during the um, the Reformation in Germany in the 1500s, the Protestant Reformation, when Martin Luther came out and said that um, every, every human has access to God. He called it priesthood of all believers. So that was this radical opening up and a dismissal of the Catholic Church hierarchy. So I didn't need a priest. I didn't need a saint. I had direct access to God. And so, as we know historically, there was all kinds of pushback at that time. There were wars, there was desecration, destruction, fighting, and we're at a similar point today. Exoconscious humans realize that they have direct access to the God Code, to healing codes, to extraterrestrials, and that we are responsible to, in essence, save ourselves. Will extraterrestrials communicate with us and bring us downloads of information that we will then enact? Yes, absolutely. But the bottom line is exoconscious humans, if there is to be a natural human consciousness species on Earth, it's up to us to save ourselves.
4: Well, what I like to say to people, and I remind myself often, are the words I do not consent to anything outside of myself that is not of the highest and the best for me in consciousness and in godship. And that's how I handle all of that. So it's it's my consciousness that keeps all of that away and clean and clear. Uh And remember Uh who I am. It's so important for all of us to remember who we are Uh and to not give our consent because it's your alignment with it. That is brings it was brings it into fruition. It brings it into the uh, manifestation because we are gods and as gods, we are co-creating and as co-creators, all we have to do is align or to give our emotion over to something and we bring it and attract it to us. So just empower yourself, folks. Thank you, Rebecca. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love what you're doing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'll, okay.
4: I'll pass the talking stick. Sorry about okay. that, Caroline, for jumping okay. in. I just I couldn't keep my mouth shut.
0: No, that's all right. I mean, it's an excellent point. I'm just wondering if Dr. Wright has any ideas. Is this, is this down to the consciousness that we carry in terms of rinsing these nanoparticles out of our system? Is this a matter of consciousness or actual biological action on our part? Is there some remedy for it? Something we can do? Um, or do you feel it's more physical, more biological than consciousness or the other way around? What do you what do you feel?
2: I feel it's both, quite frankly. I think that we're going to have to come up with um, techniques to detoxify and rid these nanoparticles out of our body. I mean, it's it's easy to say I'm not going to be part of transhumanism, but in fact, it penetrates the air we breathe (laughs) and and the food we eat. Whether even on organic farms, they're they're still suffering from you know invasion by GMO and, and who knows, I could put on organic clothing and it could still have nanoparticles in it. So, you know, it, it, it's all around us and humans are kind of funny. I, it's, um, I, I know that for several years, we've had a lot of this, you know, last decade or so, we've had a lot of this positive psychology, you know, just be happy, just be positive positive. Just think positive thoughts and it's all going to work out. But the truth of the matter is the way humans operate, they usually put themselves into some kind of situation where they're stressed and they're pressured and they have to make a choice and they have to take an action. And I feel like this period that we're in right now, as we as we all start to learn what transhumanism and artificial intelligence Uh, biology, synthetic biology means, and all of these nanoparticles and how we're hooked up to these different platforms of Wi-Fi, that we're going to be stressed about it and we're going to have to make choices. And when we make those choices, then I think that the whole co-creative process kicks in. One of the things I'm really interested in right now, because just historically, I've been involved in and um, exopolitics and ufology for many, many years—well over 20 years. So many of the players now that are kind of out there talking about, you know, to the stars initiative and the intelligence report and the Senate intelligence report—all of that. I feel like what's happening with that is that people people's focus is being taken off the gravity of a technological situation that we're in right now. And instead of coming up with solutions and understanding the, the the importance of what's happening to us as a species, that we're all worried about what Lou Alessandro or Marco Rubio is going to say, when that's totally not even an issue. The issue is, this invisible transhumanism that is that I cover in my book that's saturating all aspects of our life. And, you know, I know a lot of experiencers think, oh, you know, the ETs are going to come down and take us up in the craft, or we're all going to be great. Maybe that'll happen to some people. I probably personally didn't sign up for that assignment. I probably signed up for... I'm going to have to work through this. I'm going to keep to have to keep my eyes open. I'm going to have to, you know, work with different communities. I'm going to have to come up with um, innovative solutions for myself and for my family and for my friends and community all across the globe. And it, you know what? It's probably going to be hard work. But I care that much about natural human consciousness because I, I feel that it's something we cannot lose. Once we lose that, as we said here today, we lose the God code. We lose our spirit. We lose our soul. And I, I'm not willing to let that go.
0: Um, I'm wondering, you know, since you began speaking about this, I'm wondering, uh, say on a scale of one to ten, if there were ten levels, ten phases involved of between completely natural human beings and being zero or one and 10 being um, this plan has been completely carried out and there's no one who is uninfected with these particles. Uh, Where do you feel we are between one and 10, would you say? And this is pure speculation, I understand. I'd say we're at about a five or six. Yeah. And you feel that that's advanced over the past year? Absolutely. I think I think
2: when COVID came and the vaccine and the warp speeds came, I mean, the the propaganda was, oh, you know, we invented these vaccines overnight. I'm I'm sorry, we didn't. These vaccines and these viruses, they've been in the works for decades. (laughs) They aren't anything new. MRNA, it's not new. Uh, this is this was just publicly rolled out in a program because they had the technology down so all of this you know oh, what happened in you know 6 months or 8 months no no that's just that's just bahuli i'm sorry <laughs> it didn't <laughs> One of the things we might want to talk about because it's a very it's a very um, direct it's an issue that relates directly to what we're talking about, and I think it puts in it in a context that we'll all understand. We are rapidly becoming a space-faring planet. Okay, so the space force, the space command, um, all of the satellite array around our planet. Um, The Wi-Fi that's being um, structured on the moon, including the far side of the moon, um, whether or not we've been to Mars or not, we are a space-faring planet. We are a space-faring civilization. But the citizens don't know about it because it's been kept a secret. One of the reasons why there's such a push to become a space-faring civilization is because All of the technology that we have today need rare earth minerals, okay? And there's about 17 rare earth minerals that they need. So Apple, Google, Microsoft, HP, um, Tesla, all of these companies are literally wiping the earth, wiping the planet earth of rare earth minerals, okay? And when they're depleted, they're depleted. Okay? Uh, There's a book called The Atlas of AI that is a really good discussion of this topic, which is really important to understand. So once the rare earth minerals are gone from this planet and we've mined them all and extracted them, then we have to go out into other, the moon or asteroids or other planets to get these rare earth minerals so that technology, because without them we can't have technology, because it's a materialistic form of, of um, commerce and culture. So as we become more and more space so let's say, let's call that colonialism. So we're going to colonize the moon, we're going to um, take an asteroid out of the air. We're going to lasso an asteroid. We're going to go to Mars. We are going to, you know, have mining operations there. We may already have mining operations on the moon. I have no idea. But something's happened in the last 50 years since we've been back. Something's been going on. Anytime human civilization goes into a colonizing phase, at the same time, we see extreme slavery. So think of the whole. Think of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire expanded across the globe, and what happened? Rome went throughout these civilizations that they conquered, brought people into their army, and formed slaves. A slavery, a slave society. Same thing happened when here in the United States. High colonialism from primarily England and France, kind of came over, colonized America. What did we do? We enslaved. We brought slaves over, as well as enslaved the Na- the Native Americans who are already here, as well as enslaved white people that came over as, um, you know, c- coming out of prison or whatever. So slavery always goes with colonialism. The slavery... Now we're at a point where we're becoming a a space colonizer. As space colonizers, we need to enslave the people on Earth so that we can put all of our money, all of our energy, all of our work and focus into these outer planets to harvest these minerals and to advance our technology. And the last thing we want to worry about are humans. And so technocracy and transhumanism is a way of, through synthetic biology, through these different um, uh, artificial platforms of enslaving humans. And um, enslaving them such that we lose our natural human consciousness. Because if you think about it, on your, during your, um, your meditation, you had us connect up to extraterrestrials, multidimensionals, archangels, angels, um, spirit guides, a whole host, a whole, literally a heavenly host of people that we could connect to with our natural human consciousness. If I'm a transhuman and I have sensors in my brain and nanoparticles that have shut down my capacity to move out into the natural field of consciousness and instead hooked me up to a an artificial field of consciousness, I can no longer access those spirits and those beings. I'm a slave. I'm a slave to whatever that artificial field of consciousness wants to give me.
3: Something, I else. Will. Sorry. Something Will. else. Sorry. Something else that people are not aware of. The reason they're doing this is because the biggest problem we have with sending people into space over a long periods of time is a decompression. What happens when you go into space, your spine extends. Mm-hmm. You come back to Earth, it compresses. This creates all sorts of problems. By changing the physiology and the literal mechanics of the human body, we can now stop that. We can put different things in so the body doesn't get diseased because it's the other thing they're really worried about. I'm going to send this guy to Mars and he does something and he gets a virus or something or a bacteria from another civilization. How are we going to fix them? That's the thing that they're really striving for behind the closed doors is how do we create these robotic humans so they don't catch diseases, hybrids. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, I I know firsthand because I work with Dr. Mitchell and I saw, I saw what happened to his body from going into space. Yeah. They have, they have incredible bone loss. They have, they lose their teeth. They lose. Yeah. It's very, very hard on the human body. And, and, I personally feel like if if, if we need to hybridize humans, a certain segment of humans to go into space, and they volunteer for this with their free will, emphasizing free will, I have no problem with that. But to hybridize an entire race of humans on this planet, that's unnecessary for one thing. And furthermore, there may be ways, using consciousness, that we can change our bodily form to accommodate space travel that we haven't even explored the potential of.
3: Yes, it's I mean, all act- written within our, yeah. our DNA. We can do it's,
2: it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, Experiencers talk about going through walls and, you know, uh, projecting different places
3: there's a and also sometimes component. if you're going to another world and and you want to you can change your appearance to look like a local so that you're mm-hmm. accepted mm-hmm. that is possible
2: but but this group of engineer scientists and capitalist sort of technocrats they they don't see that it's, it's, their consciousness isn't there. And we literally just let them take charge of everything. That's why I wrote that book. Will, you know, exoconscious humans guide our space, fear and future. We're not even involved in the dialogue as experiencers. and we should be. We have a lot to offer.
3: You bet we do because we have an, we have no limits. We have an open Absolutely. mind and we have no limits.
2: Not only do we have no limits, which I love that you said that, but also we as humans have past, have a past memory. So many of us are here today, maybe many of us on this phone call here today, we maybe had past lives in Atlantis or Lemuria or on different planets and We know what to do. We know how to move through these times. And yet we keep quiet. And we need to, as you said, get a backbone. We need to get a backbone and speak up. And be part of this civilization that's emerging. Because it doesn't have to go down the pathway that it's going. And that's the real upshot of the book Exoconscious Humans will free will survive in an increasingly non-human world, is that we hold so many of the solutions, and yet we just silence ourselves and step back.
0: Well, Doctor, of course we've been um, steadily trained, mind-controlled and trained for millennia to do as we're told and to fear authority, quote-unquote respect it, but actually fear it, and now is no different and now they're also pulling these strings of if you're patriotic if you care about your family your grandmother your children if you care about your coworkers, you'll get this jab or you'll do this you'll lock yourself up in your house so you'll you'll wear this mask or you'll do this or that and people do it because this reflexive response to whatever the people in the white coats say and the people in the press conference you know the uh, the white house press briefing etc whatever they say and we've traded in our brains a long time ago and it's going to take quite a push for us to wake up at this point i almost feel like they're they're going in for nanoparticles because they realize there is a whole breed of Newly awakened people on the planet for whom religion, the old traps of religion and fear of authority and the educational system and the biomedical system, we pulled out. We've said, You're not my authority and you're not going to decide things for me. And this is their last attempt to cow us into uh, cooperating. But tell me what. Absolutely.
2: You think- I absolutely totally agree with that. I, I think you're. I think you're spot on, and I think anytime anytime humans are at a place, and we are certainly at that crossroads, we're at a crossroads where either we can just expand and move into deeper levels of consciousness of who we are as cosmic beings, as what I call exoconscious humans, that we could really be the first not the first, I wouldn't say the first generation on earth, but we could be a generation on earth who lives as exoconscious humans. And there's going to be a lot of pushback about that. And we should not be naive in thinking that there's not going to be somebody that's going to try to shut us down because they will, because it goes against, it goes against, like you said, their power and their authority. That's why I wrote the book. I, I wanted to know what the lay of the land was. <laughs> I wanted to know, um, you know, what, what their mind was thinking, what their future was that they were envisioning, how they, how they put this plan together. I wanted to understand that and then make a decision clear-headed as to how I was going to proceed.
0: You talk about genetic nanotechnology as well, which is interesting, because we know that from what our Action 3 White Knights Ramantara have reported, that Epstein was um, in, having these young girls who he was, you know, using to create babies, he was having them injected with nanoparticles, and then the babies as well seem to be born with some of that in their genetics. Um, have you followed any of that?
2: Oh, I definitely think that um, um, that Epstein was that ex- Epstein's issue was certainly sex trafficking and a bunch of people acting silly and and abusing abusing people and acting childlike. But the bottom line was he was deeply, deeply. Uh, a money laundering funnel for uh, genetic research at Harvard and, and different places.
1: Oh my
3: goodness. So, wow. so,
2: so what's happened is that so Epstein was funneling money into these programs and bringing using sex traffic as you say to get people involved in these programs so these programs are well along. I mean, Canada and and the United States, the NIH, as well as um, Macron wow. and France. I'm sorry, France, not Canada. So Macron and France and the NIH have already agreed to do hybridizing. They're public now about hybridizing experiments with humans and monkeys. So... What we're also seeing is not just the hybridizing of a chimera, uh, a, a kind of a monkey human or an animal human, but what we're also seeing, and this is very blatant in culture right now, is taking away from females the regular procreation role that they play, uh, males and females procreating and moving that i don't know i don't know if the vaccine sterilizes people long term but if it does then we're really looking at the the quick advent of test tube babies grown in labs artificially
0: okay so that's why they fixed it so so that it would have reproductive system effects. I was wondering what the deal was there mm-hmm. other than depopulation. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, very fascinating. Oh my goodness, I'm just wondering. And this you know, has been going uh, on a
2: long time. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, go ahead, doctor. Uh, I mean, this this has been going on a long time. I mean, um, you know, f- fetal tissue experimentation and. Um, and these different genetic researches, and you know, growing, uh, g- growing different um, human type beings in labs. I mean, this has been going on for a long time, and um, a lot of it's just coming out in the open now.
0: Yeah, you hear about these super soldier stories, you know, where they're messing about with people in in the in the labs and redesigning them and it's um, I guess I don't know of course the the potential is always there they would carry it out on a large scale I guess a lot of us were just hoping that wouldn't happen <clears throat> but one of our co is wondering have you got any recommendations to make on the best ways to detox these nanobots these nanoparticles and rinse them out of our system well I, you know for me I try
2: not to eat GMO foods. I try to be careful about the clothing I buy. Um, I'm very careful about the drugs I put in my body. So that's kind of like, you know, I don't go outside when they're spraying heavily with chemtrails. So that's my first, that's my first rules. I'm careful with the air and food and and pharmacological um, things. And then um, I, I think that, Quite frankly, I've been looking and researching into um, lymphatic massage because I think a lot of the the um, the mRNA and the toxins that it creates in the body, for example, that graphene oxide that they that they've discovered that that collects in our lymph nodes, and I think that. Um, that lymphatic massage could also be a pathway to bring that out of your body. I know uh, one of my one of my colleagues uses, some, uses uses actually a technology called Lymph Life that is um, very very effective in in opening and and detoxifying the whole lymphatic system of the body. So I think there's going to be that sort of thing. I think people are going to come up with different soaking techniques, you know, bathing in different things. And People talk about when Morgellons came out, people were talking about taking a bath and um, Epsom salts and baking soda and um, borax, for example, to and actually seeing the Morgellons and these artificial fibers literally come out in their bath water. So I think, those types of things, I think there's supplements. People are talking about certain supplements. Um, I don't know. I could look really quick. But um, there's a supplement that, that is supposed to counteract the, um, the nitrate. It's an NAC supplement. Maybe you know more about that. But it, um, it counteracts uh, the graphene oxide. In the vast yes, and they're trying suggested. to outlaw
3: that everywhere, too. That's what it is. It's NAC. Because it
0: works. <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly, because it works.
0: And acetyl L-cysteine, maybe, NAC. I think that's, that might be what you're talking about. N- well, We
3: have to, we have to that- realize something else. Sorry if we're budding in, We have to realize something else. Our blood has a certain amount of iron in it already. So what some researchers are actually saying as these MNRAs are adding different metals to the blood and that's why all these magnets and stuff and that's Mm -hmm. why it's sticking to the body so there's probably a way to extract these guys these nanobots out through the skin possibly we have to realize though that some people are so sick toxically that a great big detox could bring about more problems when you yeah. detox a human body, you know, it. let's say it took you 60 years to get sick. Well, you can't do it overnight. And unfortunately, too many people think I'm just going to jump in a – I'm going to take a pill or jump in a machine. It's not going to work like that. It takes time. So we have to have a lot of patience. Myself, I'm also very – I try to watch the kind of people I associate with when I go into public. I try to make sure they're positive. If I see a negative situation, I stay away. Because energy in motion can also be sickness.
2: A yeah. good point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I agree. I I, um, I just want to throw in that I actually work with um, uh, a functional physician here in Scottsdale, Doctor Ronald Peterson. He he was in I I interviewed him for the book and what the section on genetics. I he talked about epigenetics and he's just a really brilliant man, like like many of you and I. Uh, so he he has a lot of kind of he's sort of the physician of last resort for a lot of people. So I do the emotional therapy with his with his patients and I I've seen exactly what you're talking about where some of them, you know, maybe they lived in Sacramento, they were around a lot of fertilizer and chemicals and they got, they've been sick for 20 or 30 years. They're not going to detox overnight and they know it, but they do get
3: better. Biggest thing, the biggest thing, I'll say to all our listeners, three things that I was taught when I was very young. Calm, cool, and collective, no matter what is happening to you. If you stay in that state of mind and you stay in a positive state of mind and you have positive thoughts, this is the thing a lot of deep researchers are finding out now. That the emotions are and can be generational. If grandma said something to mom, your mother, or your father, over and over and over and over again, those emotions and those words take on an energy. That energy goes into this, picked up as a baby. Then those traits are passed on to you as well in your thinking process. So this is why one thing I tell everybody meditation is not for everybody but being out in nature is the closest and best thing you can get to deep meditation go out sit on your lawn chair talk to the birds doesn't matter if they don't talk back spend some time in nature that will bring you some peace and relief I pass the talking stick back to you Rebecca
2: well, that's okay. I just, I totally, I totally agree with that. Well, that's part of our natural human consciousness. We resonate with, with the, with the heart of Earth. Like when we were doing the meditation, that's we were, we were hooking in not only to one another, you know, across time zones, but we were also hooked into the, the heart of the Earth and the waves of the Earth. I know this is a, a rough topic, and I just want to tell you that. I appreciate you having me on because it's a lot to swallow. (laughs) It's a lot to wrap your mind around. But I also feel like if you're a healer and if if you're a contactee, that we need to take our responsibility seriously here on Earth as a human.
5: Yeah,
0: amen to that. Absolutely. It's been wonderful having you on, Dr. Wright. I just want to remind our listeners, um, we've been speaking with author and Exoconscious Institute founder, (laughs) um, Rebecca Hardcastle-Wright. Her book is Exoconscious Humans, Will Free Will Survive in an Increasingly Non-Human World? And it's available on Amazon, Dr. Wright, and anywhere else. That you want primarily amazon right now all right wonderful and you're at exoconsciousness.com is that right that's your that's you know. right uh-huh wonderful
2: and i would love it's, if you want to we have a newsletter the institute has a newsletter that goes out not very frequently but um, it kind of talks about what we have going on i'm also going to start a course to teach um, through the different in, 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 in intricacies of um, exoconsciousness and transhumanism and finding solutions looking for solutions and moving us forward as, a, as an experience or community but I really appreciate you having me on
0: well that is well, just wonderful you. you're right at the cutting edge we so appreciate it um, and I'll, I'll uh, if you've got any last comment you want to make we're happy to hear that otherwise I'll hand that talking stick back to Randy and he can thank you as well for being on. Just, just thank you. Yes.
6: Oh, Caroline.
0: Yes. Oh, Tara, go ahead.
6: Yes. Um, Dr. Wright, I'm so grateful that you came to join us. And I'll just say that Tara and Rama here have been, uh, you might say, oddballs out in the universe. Our mandate is to. Uh, introduce the galactics to the human
1: race (laughs) yes i could say of what you're speaking about dr wright i remember in past lives being assimilated by the board everything you're talking about is directly related to what they showed in star trek next generation with the board and they're playing this out right now. Yeah, and and Jeffrey
6: Epstein is not dead. He's still doing it. He's underneath Tel Aviv doing it. This
1: story is so huge right now, and it's about to be exposed with the help of Dr. Greer and many others. And uh, I and can just say, the Matrix <laughs> is not going to survive the simulated reality, artificial intelligence.
6: And free will choice shall survive with intelligence. Yeah, Thank
1: this you. is about love. You cannot create love in a lab. No. It's a good point.
6: <laughs> so I was just going to ask you, Dr. Wright, you know, like over the years, have you seen the human, gra- human race evolve? in a way where you can see, you know, our brothers and sisters from the stars becoming part of our society and not too distant future in a very acceptable way? I think absolutely,
2: yes. And I, I, I think that
6: um, there's a double-edged
2: sword going on right now for the intelligence community because I think one of the reasons that they're bringing disclosure out right now is because they want to um, push forward these mining expeditions for these rare earth minerals, but they also are going to have to start making visible a lot of the uh, zero-point energy and anti-gravitic technology that they have. And so when they do that, and as they do that, human consciousness is going to evolve in spite of them trying to trap us in this kind of artificial uh, field of consciousness, so it's not going to work. It's been tried before. I think many of us that had past lives in Atlantis, we've we've seen this we've seen this play before. Like we've already gone to this movie. We know how the play ends. So I think for us, um, it's a win-win. For us as extraterrestrial experiencers and exoconscious humans, that um, this uh, this this opening for us, this is a window of opportunity for us to to allow the human species um, a greater understanding of their cosmic identity, and it's not going to slow down, and it's not going to stop, despite all of their efforts. It's going to get stronger.
4: Dr. Wright? Yes. This is Dr. Zayak. and I would just like to assure the listening audience that, number one, I will be on top of this. Uh, My background and my expertise is in the field of frequencies and knowing that everything is a frequency. These nanobots, this all this... um, Extra um, uh, exo consciousness that they are supposedly, you know, inputting into us. It all comes down to a frequency. And just like Roe right figured out long, long time ago mm-hmm. that all you need to do is to match that frequency. And believe me, I am an expert at matching a frequency and I will. Get it out. So, thank you so much. I for love being,
0: that. I, bravo.
4: <laughs> I, I am. I am. I'm a one of your champions, uh, Rebecca. Oh, my apologies yeah. for not having a voice that's a little bit clearer. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to know you've been so beautiful. such a beautiful guest, and I thank truly you. would love to have you back. You know, I'm sure okay, the rest well, of us
6: thank would
2: you. agree with
4: that.
3: Boy, thank you for coming on the show, Rebecca, and I'll be in contact soon. I have some toys I want to send you.
2: Oh, and some artwork maybe, huh, Randy?
3: <laughs> well, now that I've got my eyes fixed, who knows what can happen.
2: I know. Well, congratulations on getting your eyes fixed. Bravo. Yep. Yay.
3: I found I found the surgeon, and I didn't tell him, but he's got praying madness energy all over him.
2: <laughs> I love that. Oh, he's that's about wonderful he's handy. about six
3: foot two and he's got and I, I, I made a comment after the last surgery. I said, You know you got magic hands and he laughs. Aww, you know, he's he's that's really, wonderful. and the that's thing was news. he was really open. Uh the first yeah. surgeon I've met, and I told him make this short and sweet, I said, Do you think my eye drops made it any different? What do you mean? I said, oh, I make my own eye drops and then I showed him how I did it and but we'll have that on the next time you come to the show, because we'd love okay, to have thanks you.
2: thanks, Randy, and best wishes to you as a as a team of collaborators. I wish you all the best, and I hope you keep in touch. We will. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. Dr.
3: Thank you, Rebecca. Many
0: thank thanks. you. Good night.
3: Good Beautiful. night. Much love,
4: Rebecca. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Many blessings.
4: So, thank uh, you, Caroline. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, Bye.
0: Yeah, sure. And, and I think, Randy, did you want to share a cash update?
3: Uh, no, I have a different update. Oh? I have an Einstein update.
0: Okay, we're open to that. Are we, we ready? On. Sure.
3: Did you know that when Einstein gave lectures at the numerous U.S. universities, he was invited to the reoccurring re- question that students always asked him was, do you believe in God? He always answered, I believe in God of Spinoza. The ones who didn't read Spino- Spinoza didn't understand. I hope this gem of history serves you as it much as it does me. This was sent to me by someone else. Banach de Spinoza was a Dutch philosopher considered... One of the three greatest rationalists of the 17th century philosophy, along with Rene Descartes in France and Gottfried Leibniz in Germany. Here's some of his wisdom. Bernard de Spinoza said, God would have said, stop praying and punching yourself in the chest. What I want you to do is go out into the world and enjoy your life. I want you to sing. I want you to have fun. I want you to dance. I want you to enjoy everything I've made for you. Stop going to these dark, cold temples that you built yourself and say they are my house. My house is in the mountains, in the woods, in the rivers, the lakes, the beaches. That's where I live. And that's where I express my love to you. Stop blaming me for your miserable life. I never told you there was anything wrong with you or that you were a sinner, or that your sexuality was a bad thing. Sex is a gift I have given you, and with which you can express your love, your ecstasy, your joy. So don't blame me for everything they made you believe. Stop reading alleged sacred scriptures that have nothing to do with me. If you can't read me in a sunrise, in a landscape, in the look of your friends, in your son's eyes, in your daughter's eyes, you will find me in no book. Trust me and stop asking me what would you tell me what would you tell me how to do my job stop being so scared of me i did not judge you or criticize you nor get angry or seek to punish you i am pure love stop asking for forgiveness there's nothing to forgive if i made you i filled you with passions limitations pleasures feelings needs Inconsistency, and above all, free will. How can I blame you if you respond to something I put in you? How can I punish you for being the way you are, if I'm the one who made you? Do you think I could create a place to burn all my children who behave badly for the rest of eternity? What kind of God would do that? Forget any kind of commandments, any kind of laws. Those are walls to manipulate you, to control you, that only creates guilt inside of you. Respect your peers and don't do what you don't want for yourself. All I ask is that you pay attention in your life, that your consciousness is your guide. My beloved, this is not a test, not a step, not a rehearsal, not a prelude to paradise. This life is the only thing that exists here and now, and it is all you need. I have set you absolutely free. No prizes or punishments. No sins or virtues. No one carries a marker. No one keeps a record. You're absolutely free to create in your life heaven or hell. I could tell you if there's anything after this life, but I won't. But I can give you a tip. Live as if there is nothing after, as if this is your only chance to enjoy, to love, to exist. So if there's nothing, then you will have and enjoy the opportunity I gave you. And if there is, rest assured that I won't ask you if you behaved right or wrong. I'll ask, did you like it? Did you have fun? What did you enjoy the most? What did you learn? Stop believing in me. Believing is assuming, guessing, imagining. I don't want you to believe in me. I want you to feel me in you when you kiss your beloved, when you tuck in your little girl, when you play with your boy and have baseball, when you caress your dog or your cat, when you go bathe in the sea. Stop praising me. What kind of ignomatic God do you think I am? I am bored being praised. I'm tired of being thanked. Feeling grateful? Prove it by taking care of yourself, your health, your relationships, the world. Express your joy. That's the way to praise me. Stop complicating things and repeating as a parakeet what you've been taught about me. The only thing for sure is that you are here, that you are alive, and that this world is full of wonders. What do you need more miracles for? Why so many expectations? Look for me outside, you won't find me. Find me inside of yourself. I pass the talking stick.
0: That is a beautiful piece of writing and I I greatly appreciate it. I've seen it before and it's, it's very beautiful, very, and it makes perfect sense. And we have to thank Professor Einstein for his recommendation as well. Um, so if um, I don't know if anyone else has other, any other updates, otherwise we'll go to Ramantara. Tara. I think we've just got really got in the time left time just for um, Rama's report. If we could get that first uh, before any other comments or uh, insights, that would be very, very helpful. If we could go, go straight to the um, the bits where they say Lord Rama and then. uh <laughs> you out this amazing information. So, Ramantara, I'll pass the talking stick over to you. Ah, Micah has a short message. Okay, Micah, go ahead.
5: Greetings to all of our listeners from around the world, and thank you so much, Randy, for that profoundly beautiful message. Uh, In the coming days, through the dawn of the coming paradigm shift into plasma science and technology, the world is going to be forced into peace. Plasma science and technology has applications for every facet within the intricately woven fabric of the matrix that has maintained its thick grip upon humanity on our planet. In the coming time, this knowledge will be taught to the top scientists, world leaders and officials of any country that wishes to learn it and apply it. No one will be left behind, no matter status or place in the world. And in so many ways, the need for the industry of the giant pharmaceutical, oil and gas and energy cartels will no longer be necessary. A revolution in agriculture, health and wellness, energy and transportation and many other things is literally in its infancy stage as we speak. The need for borders will vanish. There is, no, there is also a new technology on the verge of being released where clean water can be produced anywhere in the world, can have a monumental impact on all the places in the world that do not have access to clean drinking water. Over time, the distribution of population will change, Scientists will go into space, the educated will go into space, the young will go to space. When we go from jet propulsion into MaGrav positioning technology, there will be a 50% reduction of the population over 10 years as people will become too busy exploring the universe and won't want to come back. And the coming time, a lot of people will migrate and find solace outside of the big cities through the GANS plasma technology. A collective wave of new technologies will be released over the coming time. In order for change to happen, there needs to be a new scientific breakthrough that will change the paradigm of how the world thinks about everything. There is no choice but to go into the evolution of this new technologies. We have a very bright and positive future to look forward to. This knowledge must be shared. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Thank you very much.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for that really hopeful word, uh, Micah. We really appreciate it. So, um, all right. Let's see here. Ramantara, do you want to give your update now? We'll pass that talking stick. Over to you, full of fairy dust and um, uh, raven feathers. I don't know. (laughs) You've always got a very fancy description going on.
1: (laughs) Greetings.
6: Greetings, everyone.
1: I I can just say with all of what we've just heard, um, we live in most auspicious times. (laughs) And I I can say rest assured the Borg Queen is not going to get a hold of this planet or this local galaxy. And we already done did that story, even though they are playing with stuff that is, I mean, I have no words. (laughs) I remember what I did as... Part of that collective and it wasn't nice and we're not going back there and what I can say that is about to happen here and um, I got a text message from Abby Martin today uh, privately a direct message from Twitter and it starts out that a Palestinian family was kicked out of their home today. Mm -hmm. They watched it being demolished by bulldozers.
6: For no reason except spite.
1: Except, you know, there are Jewish settlers that are going to take that spot and move in. And, well, no,
6: if it's gone, it's gone.
1: Right, but they're rebuilt on that spot. Mm-hmm. And, you know...
6: This is done. No more of this.
1: Yeah, this happened in the area called Sheikh Jarrah, East Jerusalem, near the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the Dome of the Five Rock. Five
6: children and a mom and a dad, homeless overnight.
1: Yeah. Also, she said there are there is something that's going to drop, and the way she put it is that there are two big Bigfoot shoes that are going to drop by Monday, maybe sooner. First of all, Bigfoot people don't wear shoes, (laughs) and I don't exactly know what Abby Martin is alluding to,
6: except that you asked her what are you talking about and she just said it's
1: huge and I gotta say it's got to do with the downfall of the 13 families right now Yeah. and what we just witnessed in the last two days the president of Haiti was assassinated that was a hit that was by By the the Clinton Foundation Bill and Hillary and Uh, they're trying to take each other out as well as the rest of the planet and something's going to pop and I think it is about full disclosure right now they are ravenously desperate to try to distract with anything and everything they can including you know these energies that are making people (laughs) totally crazy we kind of watched this with the energies today in terms of the um, frayed connections throughout the the multiverse so to speak and it is like something right out of the madness of the multiverse and I gotta just say it is about how they're desperately trying to hold on and they can't because people are waking up like never before love is the answer and at the same time they are doing everything they can to separate us from ourselves and um I would say again uh, use the frequencies of the violet blank to transmute the energies that are going on there are things happening I have no words to describe except it is about the energies (laughs) in of itself that are changing this physical reality and It might sound like a metaphor, but what I'm saying is that the light coming in is so strong right now with the electromagnetic frequencies and the force, whatever they're creating in their labs, it it cannot surpass the light of all that is. And uh, out of the blue, to get a direct message from Abby Martin is kind of a big deal because she doesn't send me stuff unless something really big is going to pop.
6: That's why, and she said it's related to the fall of the 13 families.
1: Yeah. And she
6: said it's huge. Yeah. By Monday or sooner. I'll take it as soon as possible.
1: <laughs> I passed the talking stick <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs>
6: well, real quick, uh, let's go back a little bit to Monday. Ramas, uh got a message from His Holiness Dalai Lama, and it's his was his birthday Yes, last Monday, the 5th of July, the day before Vinayak's birthday on the 6th of July. Was well, Dalai Lama's birthday happy birthday, both of you? Okay, I received a text message from Tom the ringtail cat as well as Larry the cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, England is going to fully open July 19th. Tom and Larry went on. This is an insane idea. Meanwhile, across the pond all the way to afghanistan turkey russia and iran are leaving are pulling out
1: pulling out of afghanistan and leaving the taliban and all cia to kind of take over
6: well that's not okay because what's going on is our deep state is paying the Taliban to do what they're doing, to do the murderous things they're playing.
3: Do
1: like Rebecca just talked about Afghanistan. is one of the main places for exact minerals to create technologies that are not exactly good.
6: Well, they're good for something that they can do good with it, but the, yeah, the ones that are in power are not, okay do to not, rape the not doing that. No. Yeah. And I'm just saying that I just got today, and I think uh, Penny kind of concurred with me today too, and that this is the this is it. It's like way past our third eyes what they're trying to make everybody swallow. And I'm very very happy to hear the articulation that uh, Dr. Wright made about this. She made it as clear as a bell that what these ones are attempting to do is violate human race's free will choice to be free and make you know stick the artificial intelligence here and there and everywhere and i think that saint germain is assisting us don't you rama yeah yes, i do yes. Yesterday, I received a text message from Mr. X at noon today, yesterday. He said to me, Lord Rama, the hit today on Haitian President Jovenel Moisa is connected to Bill and Hillary Clinton, meaning it's highly possible and probable that the Clintons hired the hitmen to assassinate President Moisa. And they attempted to assassinate his wife, too. I understand she's stable, but in critical condition in the hospital. The reason is a distraction on the world stage because the 13 families do not want to talk about full disclosure coming up right now. Goddess is here along with Maitreya, Lord Michael and Lord Metatron. The Nazi party. (laughs) Don't... uh, The drug organization charges could spell trouble for Ivanka. Yeah, that's in the news. Ivanka's in the hot seat. Um, I'm just willing to say that they're ready to come in now, the Galactics. Yes. I mean, it's pretty darn clear that people are, I mean it's so very ugly and again balance is coming our way so thank you abby martin for this heads up yes and we you keep all of these situations and the people that are doing their role play here in the circle of support keep them safe and and the sara now i'm Caroline is there anything that's rattling around in your brain that you want to ask or say or say or do
0: Well are we missing one link in the chain here did you young people hear something that you're not able to tell us because you sound awfully optimistic so now my curiosity's peaked uh, <laughs> is that just your intuition or what
6: us young ones thanks for the compliment Caroline. <laughs>
0: Well, sure, you are still young. <laughs> and Especially compared to your friends who are thousands of years old, we're all young. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> true.
6: <laughs> yet they're not old at all.
0: They're just here and they're... Oh, right. They're...
3: they're is o- is Omina around? We haven't heard from Omina tonight yet.
0: Omina? Omina, are you, are you there? It's... it's um,
7: there was a message from her that she would be back
0: in a minute. Okay, thank you, Penny. <laughs> Alrighty, so, but um, is this just, is this intuitive leanings on your part or did you get some extra intel that you can't be specific about? As far I as the could say,
1: I could say, Caroline, that I'm directly being told, but not told, something is going to step in here, and the 13 families are scared shitless, excuse my language, because it is about everything, this entire web of deceit that is called the false matrix that has run this planet since 13,000 years ago. This directly has to do with Those that came from the stars that played like innocent, good angels, yet they were the Elohim, the fallen Elohim. They are being exposed, and the technologies that they've used are, you know, thousands, millions of years in advance. And at the time when they showed up, To the people of Earth, Earth was going through, right now, the same thing. 13,000 years ago, I would also say 26,826 years ago, that grand cycle. There was climate change, climate disruption, consciousness and conflict going on. And the extraterrestrial beings knew exactly what was coming in with the shifts in our sun, in the planets surrounding Earth. They did not exactly warn the people of Earth to get ready. The flood came. The exact lineup is happening right now. And... Uh, We are not going to have extinction level events, but they are playing with it all right to the edge.
6: Let's just say, too, that Mike is just reminding us all that the uh, movie, The Cosmic Hoax,
5: Dr.
6: Stephen Greer, uh, he's calling it a 100% checkmate game changer. We're going to play the whole thing. We haven't, I think, Saturday, but we'll see if it's available and we want to do it tomorrow, and then we'll do it tomorrow. We'll just see. But it's coming. It's and it is the game changer. There is no turning back from this. And um this last thing these ones have wanted to hear. <laughs> and 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 so I mean just the idea of <sighs> these ones still, you know in quote-unquote power, artificially intelligizing us every way which way but loose. And that's false evidence appearing real, by the way. And all we can do is give peace a chance at this
3: yes. moment. I- and face everything and reflect.
6: Yes, be real, please. Before Enlightenment. Chop that wood, carry water. After
0: enlightenment. Well, I think Dr. Wright was presenting to us their plan. I don't think she's given up hope that we'll, you know, outrun it, that we'll go past it. I haven't given up hope, and I'm I can be quite the, the pessimistic, grouchy New Yorker when I want to be. <laughs> so uh,
3: if I haven't. Which, you know what hope stands for? Help other people evolve.
6: Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. I like that. Very
0: nice. Very nice indeedy. Um, I'm just, um, you know, what? Gosh, the, the fact that they're still assassinating people um, is very weird to me because you would think that at this point, have they completely lost their minds at this yes. point I think that they're asking, saying, OK, let's do a deal, you know, uh, what do you need from us to not haul us off in spaceships and have us put us in front of galactic uh, war tribunals or um, the divine courts of justice. What you know? What kind of deal can we do? You would think that they would be smart enough to do that, and it just looks like uh, they've lost uh, all the, the remaining marbles.
6: That is absolutely true, and they will never give up. But that's already too late. It's water under the bridge. So what? They
3: didn't have any marbles to begin with. What you're talking about, Caroline, is just
4: it's not something that they're even capable of accessing. They are so far removed from everything that you just spoke of,
0: yeah.
4: because it's it's not it's not available to them in consciousness. That's where our compassion comes in. That's where our love comes in for them because they cannot access what you just spoke about
6: that's right and thank you Vinaya, because that's exactly it's on us we as we have evolved uh it's on us it's on us to help other people evolve
1: lord make me an instrument of, of thy peace. peace where there is such hatred let me so love s-e-w <laughs>
6: And SLW, yeah, I can't you feel it, Caroline, Randy, and Vinayak? You can feel that there's a big change here.
0: Well, I've never I've never seen it this dark before because um, they're talking about <laughs> handing over to the states the um, the ability to mandate the jab and employers as well. And so that would be like the perfect Fourth Reich scenario because it completely violates the Nuremberg Code and it would implant all of us um, and uh, everything that Dr. Wright was talking about. Uh, So this is um, this seems to be we feel to be entering the last chapter. It's just a little hard to believe because it's been going on for so long. 13,000 years is a long time and things have gotten dark before on this planet.
4: This is what we're talking about, Caroline, and I know you know this as well as the rest of our listening audience and our our beautiful co-panel here, is that this is the expression and the inability of not being able to access the God gene. It's simply not available. And this is where my heart out of them and expands yes, consciousness, because I can't imagine that kind of darkness that we must be experiencing.
0: Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Thank you. you. Know, they, it strikes me that they've already, most of them, been implanted. I know Jared and, and um, Ivanka. Uh, were, didn't they receive some kind of implant that shuts off
6: compassion?
1: all yeah.
6: oh, they have the artificial intelligence implants in both of their brains. Yes. They're completely mind-controlled and void of any emotional course whatsoever. And they want it that way. They wanted it. They volunteered. So
0: we send more love. Are are these people chased down by the dark lords in the shadow realms and the dark realms? Have they been threatened to where they they feel they can't do anything? To, to uh... I mean, I understand what Vinayak is saying. The whole thing about compromise is out of the question for them because they they can't see anything but what they believe to be their own omniscience. But um, I'm wondering if they're under threat from the from the dark realms as well. They probably are.
1: I would concur.
0: What would you concur about? That,
1: that they me? are under threat from the dark realms. And
6: they don't seem to, I mean, when you're talking about someone like the clone of the clone of the clone of Hillary.
1: Oh, they're not going to express that, but the what I mean. I just
6: don't even think she has the ability to feel
1: that way. Oh, these life forms are like machines like in the Matrix.
6: That's what I mean. And
1: you just kinda have to take them out. I'm sorry. That's how it is. Well,
6: they're not gonna be taken out, they're gonna be moved. Yeah. By other segments of uh, yes. shot warriors. And they're I gonna agree. be and that's something that's really true. We are gonna observe them being tried in another constellation called the Constellation of Dracos. Tara? Uh,
7: yes? You know what? This strikes me as just something that Rama just said just now is that last scene in The Last of the Jedis when uh, she is facing her so-called grandfather. Oh, And, and yeah. he just kind of blows up and just goes all out of shape and crumbles. <laughs> You know, that's that's all. That was just the image that popped into my brain. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. Yeah.
6: And they don't know what to do with that. No, they yeah. literally don't have a clue. And we're going to have to <laughs> exercise mercy, compassion and wisdom and how this is done. And that's the deal. And uh, rage in the machine is not the solution. No, that's the problem. I know we make fun about that, you know, back in the seventies. What was the name of that movie? I bet as hell they go take it anymore. Yellow out the window. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we're beyond this. It's be it's just like what Baniak was expressing. This is beyond any comprehension that a human being, a real life human being, can embrace. Can't even bring it it's it's not possible. It's pure evil. And again, I mean, I didn't follow all the politics, but I have been noticing this situation in Haiti for a long time. And, you know, Bill and Hillary Clinton, they, you know, people made. remember Larry King. He's not even here anymore. But Larry, wow, well, Larry King did this whole, he made $400 million come in, you know, to help the people in Haiti when they had their earthquake, which is what, Hillary and Bill also enhanced. They enhanced that quite millions of people died and they lied through their teeth about how many people really died. But the thing is that that was a Bill and Hillary thing too. And they took all $400 million that was raised in that one time thing that Larry King and put it into the Clinton Foundation. Nothing went to the people at all. So we're just following up with this. This is how void of course this has gone. And they think that they can docile, you know, humanity by vaccination. That's really their attempt to just completely have everybody think everything's honky dory fine. And it's not. And we kind of been just juggling things around, trying to get a little humor into this, but Uh, Yet, I was just going to say, Dr. Wright, tonight, she did some wonderful work where she brought reality to meet in our hearts and give us back the ability to love, just to reflect, like Randy was saying, to reflect who we truly are. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Who else is going to do this? Uh, Anybody? Calling. Calling all ages. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Thank you, Munaya. Thank you, Uh, so Caroline.
0: Anything else? Um, You know, is it sometimes I just um, I think about the Middle East. I was talking to a friend the other day, and and I said, you know, the Middle East is the that's the the concentration of stargates, isn't it? Um, Yes. Is that why they choose that as such an incredibly contentious place? you know,
1: have created it as such. They've anchored it into the earth there. Yes. I mean, the uh, Dome of the Rock, the second temple in Jerusalem, if you've ever been there, you can feel the energy there. It's palpable. Mm -hmm. Hits you in the face. That's why it is so imperative that (sighs) <sighs> they maintain peace in that realm. Cause um that's where the trouble began thirteen thousand years ago when Enki and Lil decided to create a slave race called humans. Remember that? <laughs>
0: I wasn't even thinking about that. That's it. That's amazing.
1: Well, but, it's the truth.
0: Right. To keep it as an energetic. Um, a power source. And also it's kind of like it's the controls. The control panel for the for the planet energetically.
1: Yeah. And they knew about all the sacred temples. From Atlantis that Matthias talked about. And how they hook up all the way to from the base chakra all the way up to the nine stars above our head, and they used it to control us and twist us to the dark side.
6: Okay, before everybody goes, uh, Aloha Vinayak, somebody's going to do a healing for him, so he's going to say Aloha. Aloha Vinayak, and thank you so much for bringing this wonderful event together, inadvertently of everything else for your own best good to be had. And Almina is back.
7: I just wanted- yeah, yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah. Cass is- I, I've been listening all night. I mean, I haven't been saying very much, but I've been listening all night. And the truth is, I'm trying to figure out if I fit into this world at all. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm way above looking down at everything, or way down at the bottom, way down at the bottom looking up to know. What in the world them am I doing here? It's it, it's it's just weird. That's all I can tell you. There's a lot of shifting of energies going on. And I'm not relating to an awful lot of the energies going on. I don't know if I'm totally detached from the world. and just doing my thing. I'm still trying to figure it out because there's so many different theories flying around. And maybe my test is to be from all of that and just stay focused where I am. I mean, if anybody is experiencing the same thing, let me know. Because it's really, um, it's just really weird. That's all. It's really weird That's to me. That's
3: all part of the energy, Amina. Yes. It's like we're on a roller coaster and we don't know if we're going to go up or down or backwards or frontwards. We just have to tag along.
7: Well, that's what I do. I go along with it. And then I'm listening and something's come and I'm going, oh, what am I? What am I totally detached or something? (laughs) But that's good to know. It's just part of the normal thing running around. And I do believe, I think we're, we're all from different spaces. But yeah, we're all connected. That makes sense.
0: it makes perfect sense to me. Yes.
7: Good. Thank yeah. you.
0: I'm the same. I've feeling the same thing. Absolutely.
7: Well, that's good to know because at least it validates some of the it validates I'm not crazy yet. <laughs> no, no. You were never crazy, Omina. You were never, <laughs> never crazy. not, but you know, you you float around in so many different spaces. Yeah. So much experiences is like the only way I can survive is to detach, but at the same time, it makes me question everything. So that's a good thing. But thank Fair you fact. all anyway. Yeah, just that not- was a nice way to say it too, Omina. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'll be I'll be I'll be of it, but I won't be part of it. If, you know, that's just that's just the best way. Listen, take it in figure out where's my part in it. Probably no part at all, actually. But on the good note, oh, maybe I already mentioned this, my youngest grandson graduated high school with the highest of honors with a full scholarship to University of Connecticut. I think, did I tell you all that? No. Well, he is a walking genius, chases his name, And you would never, ever know it. He would never, ever tell you that he's a genius. He's as humble. I know he's an old soul. He's a priest soul. I just can't wait to find out what he's going to become. And I got him this little mug that says, uh, what does it say? I never knew I was I never knew I was the coolest grandson, and here I am killing it. <laughs> and, he, and he loved it. He just loved it. You know, he, he his dad bought him a car, not a brand new one, but for being such a, academic achievements and everything else, he's done that for all his kids. But this one, Chase says, he felt so blessed. What seventeen year old says that? but that's how he expressed it. He just felt so blessed having a mom and dad that were so generous to him and I just that just melted me.
3: Well, lots of humbleness.
7: Oh, absolutely. He is I get goosebumps when I think about his humility. And and he's doing chemical engineering and I I have I just know he's going to do some great things. I just thought I'd share that with you. They're all wonderful, but he is we have a joke about since the time he was born, everybody says he was my favorite. And the oldest woman say he's my favorite. And I say, yes, and you're my oldest favorite grandson. He's my youngest favorite grandson. And we make jokes about this. So when I went to his party, Quincy is the oldest. And Quincy comes over and gives me a hug. And I said, how is my oldest, how is my oldest favorite grandson? He goes, Granny, you don't have to say anything like that. I'll be your favorite. Chase is not around. You can't hear you. <laughs> and I just thought, and they all know, because I say, well, you're my middle favorite one. You're my oldest favorite one. You're my youngest favorite one. And <laughs> the same with the granddaughters. And and it's just been always, Nope, you can't sit there. That's reserved for Chase to sit beside Granny. That's just been automatic without even anybody telling him to do that. And of course, there's lots of past lives connection there with Chase. But he's just one of those Beautiful, beautiful spirits. Of course, I'm not prejudiced or anything, you know. That's my story for tonight. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely brings out all the joy in all of us. That's what he does. He's just. They're all beautiful. But you know how sometimes you get the ones that are just, they got that extra. Charismatic.
6: Oh, just the idea that you're telling us about your grandkids—that's that's the reason in itself that you're here. Yes.
7: Yeah. 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 Well, they they bring a lot of joy, a lot of you know, a lot of, and he's definitely do, he definitely does that. He definitely does that. God bless him. That's all I say. That's it, guys. I'm going to say goodnight. All right. Thank you so much, Amina. And love to you all. Love to you as well. Thank Um,
0: you. And, um, you know, unless um, Ramatar have anything else to add to their report, uh, I think we'll start to uh, wind down a bit with great thanks. Huge appreciation to all our listeners in the U.S. and all around the world. And so, uh, Maestro, the music,
3: please. Good night, (laughs) Omina.
7: Good night, Randy. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.